Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. So uh, I was at uh, the store yesterday looking for curtains, you know, manly stuff. (laughs) And uh, I I saw the toy aisle and I, uh, is that me? It's the devil. Now, it is the beard, manly beard. Let's try this. That it? So I saw the toy aisle and Lion, he's, he's four years old now, by the way, he's just doing absolutely incredible. He's doing amazing. We, uh, you know, we, we see the doctors uh, all the time and he's just, he's, he's just doing so good. So thank you guys for your prayers and thank you Lord for that miracle. <laughs> But he's in such a fun stage. He's, he's discovering new toys and he's like putting stuff together and he's wild and he's jumping and climbing on everything. So I went by the toy aisle. I thought, oh, let me see if I could find him a new little toy. And I was, I was uh, walking through the aisle and all of a sudden my phone rings and I, I look at it and uh, it's my dad. And I pick it up and I go, dad? And it's just silent for about five seconds. And then I, I hear, Luke. I go, yeah. He goes, can you preach tomorrow? I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, you're up. (laughs) And I said, okay, well, what's going on now? He doesn't have COVID or anything like that. Praise God. We got him the test and everything like that, but he just had, he just had the flu, but I hung up the phone and I thought, wait a second. Is there a Cowboys game today? <laughs> There's not a game today, right? Okay, well then, I trust it. We turn on the game. He's on the teleprompter, Team NB shirt. <laughs> but I thought, man, I better get home and I better study. But luckily, you know, I, I, I like to pray and read my word uh, a little bit every day. How about anybody else? So God's always stirring something on my heart, but it reminded me of the, the scripture in second Timothy. It says, <clears throat> preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season to correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. That sounds a little bit like our day and age, right? Not putting up with sound doctrine. The world's at a place right now where, you know, it's almost like, is it opposite day? You know, it's like right is wrong. Wrong is, is right. But like I said in the beginning, all that's just coming to a head. And <laughs> there's only so long that stupid can expose itself without everybody going, that's stupid. And you just get tired of it. And you say, you know what? I want something better. And that's when we go back to this word right here. Because this word is a pathway that leads us to the ultimate blessing. Can I have a loud amen? Amen. So I titled this sermon today, Okay, You're Up. (laughs) Because that's what dad said to me when he called. And I thought, you know, that's exactly what God's saying to the church right now. 
He's saying, you know, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. There's a lot of just silliness. There's a lot of not putting up with sound doctrine when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to politics. And God's saying, church, this is what I've equipped you for. And, 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 and the thing I want to get across today is that we are the church. You know, the staff or the front row is not just the church, but it's the church is all of us. And I believe that God's calling us today and he's, he's saying, he's calling us on the phone. We look at the phone and he goes, you're up. So if you're up, I want you to say, I'm up. Amen. You know, I was thinking about it and, uh, and when God says, okay, you're up, I thought, you know, it's important for us to remember that he didn't bring us what he brought us through for us not to be world changers. He didn't heal lion for us not to be world changers. He didn't bring you through whatever situation that he brought you through, drug addiction or divorce or, or sickness or whatever battle trial he brought you through. He didn't bring you through that not to be a world changer. He brought that through you. And he did, let, let me say this, he didn't do that to you, but he'll use it to do something through you. I learned that with Lion's situation because with Lion, I was like, man, this doesn't make any sense really with who I believe that God is. And, and God started to bring me understanding of it. And I, 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 I understood that God didn't do it to me, but he would use it to do something through me. So whatever you've been through in your life, God wants to use it to do something through you. And today he's saying, you're up. I remember when, uh, when we were younger, we would go on mission trips. Anybody ever been on a mission trip? And, uh, and we'd go with our youth pastors, or sometimes we'd go with, with Brandon's dad, Pastor Reed, and they'd always take us to the, the most challenging and, and, and hardcore spots. And they'd take us to Compton (laughs) and they'd take us to Watts and they'd take us to South central and they'd take us to the Bronx in New York. And they'd take us to the projects. Who wants to sign up for those? Just sign up in the, sign up in the lobby today. (laughs) I'll tell you, those are the best mission trips that we ever went on. And, and, you know, it's important to do international mission trips, but man, there's a mission field right here. There's a mission field right here in, in, in America. There's a mission field right here in Dallas. Pastor Wanderson and the team were, were out in Fort Worth yesterday, uh, feeding the homeless. We, we, and we, we do that twice a month. So it's important to be involved in mission trips, but we'd go to these places and we'd be anywhere from, you know, uh, high school age up into our twenties or thirties or something like that. And kind of the thing that they would do, pastor Scott called it a uh, mission roulette <laughs> because they would never tell us when we were going to have to share our testimony or when we were going to have to preach. So we'd have to be ready in season and absolutely. But it causes you to stay in a, you know, when you know that you might have to share your testimony or or preach a message, it causes you to be on your toes. It causes you to stay in your word. It causes you to be prayer in prayer and getting some kind of a fresh revelation every single day. Can I have a loud amen? amen? So eventually your time would come and everybody would know pretty quickly if you'd been in your word and if you'd been in prayer or not. I remember there's a story that my dad likes to tell uh, where him and Pastor Reed, who is Brandon's dad, who's gone on to be with the Lord. Pastor Reed was like one of the greatest evangelists of our time. He was a wild man. Like he had a bus with the whole thing was painted. Jesus saves. And there's a stage on top. And the thing had a sound system. And Pastor Reed just pretty much lived on the road 
and, and preach the gospel. And they'd pull up into the craziest places that they could. And they would just get a bullhorn and start telling people about Jesus. I think we could use a little bit more of that nowadays, to be honest. And I know things have changed and, and, and methods have changed, but at some point you just got to get out of these four walls and go tell somebody about Jesus, you know, and, and these four walls, these are really, these are really more about discipleship. And this is where we equip people to go out and, and, and preach the gospel. But I think we've gotten away from remembering that, that really our, our call is to fulfill the great commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, you know, and it's important for us to be winning souls. And, and, you know, God has a system that really keeps us, keeps our salvation alive. If you start to feel a little bit dry in your salvation, um, man, there's a key to that. Get in your word, get in your prayer, tell somebody about Jesus and then start sowing into somebody's life. Because how many know we're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, not just have the Holy Spirit, because how many know you can have the Holy Spirit, but not be filled with the Holy Spirit? But here's the trick to the Holy Spirit is that once you get filled with it, the Holy Spirit can become stagnant. It's just like water. So you've got to pour out what God has put inside of you so that fresh living water can be inside of you. So that's the cycle. If we're not teaching people to evangelize, if we're not taking people out on the streets, you know, and, and it's, it's like the scripture said, be prepared to preach the world word in season and out of season. And there's three parts of it, correction, rebuking, and encouraging. But our modern day churches are kind of all just encouragement. There's not a lot of rebuking or correction going on. And, and you know, it's kind of like the church re- kind of like reflects what's going on in America. You get so used to things being good that you start looking for things to complain about. You know, and, and, and you can kind of see that in America. And, and that's why my dad's talking about that kind of cycle of like civilizations that were, you know, it takes about 200 years to get things going. And then you don't really have anything to complain about. And then next thing you know, you've got cancel culture and all that. <laughs> right. So God gives us a cycle to keep us on track and to keep our, our, our relationship with him um, uh, fresh and alive. And a key integral part of that is pouring out into somebody else. So evangelism, life groups, serving in your church, all those types of things keep us on track. Can I have an amen? amen. So pastor Reed and, and my dad were out and they're preaching and, uh, they don't have a permit <laughs> to be preaching where they are and have a sound system. And <clears throat> that's how we do it. We, we just pull up, plug in sound systems and go. And, um, all of a sudden they see the cops pull up. You might've heard my dad tell this story and the cops pull up and pastor Reed's preaching. And he just stops dead in his tracks and hands the microphone over to my dad. My dad's a young Christian at, the, at this point. My dad goes, what do I do? And pastor Reed says to him, I don't know, man, every man for himself. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> And I, I thought about that story when I was getting ready for this message saying, okay, you're up. God's saying to us today, okay, church, you're up. You've had all the encouragement that I can give you. You've been forgiven of your sins. You literally know the answer. It's been comfy for you, but outside of these four walls, it's a little nuts. <laughs> this is what I've equipped you for. Okay, church, you're up. Come on, somebody. And, uh, (laughs) and I was thinking about that and I thought that, 
You know, without the Holy Spirit in our lives, without being filled with the Holy Spirit, it really is every man for himself. But it's actually never every man for himself when we have the Holy Spirit. We always have the Holy Spirit with us. Can I have a loud amen? amen. So I thought about this scripture out of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, and it says, when they come to arrest you, don't worry what you'll say. It'll be the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Now, apparently, Pastor Reed didn't have that page in his Bible. (laughs) But we need to put ourselves into positions to be listening for the Holy Spirit. In order to hear the Holy Spirit, though, we have to be listening. I don't know if you've ever had kids and you're like, I know you have ears, but (laughs) there's no listening going on. Listening is an intentional thing. And I think what the church nowadays as a whole might be kind of a little bit light on is the intentionalism of structuring our lives in a way where there's time in our schedule to hear the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us, but how often are we hearing him actually talking? I mean, you have the Holy Spirit. If you've been saved, you've been filled, you have the Holy Spirit, but it's kind of like, it's, you know, to just put it into a natural kind of a example, it's kind of like you're just walking with your wife everywhere, but you never talk to her. You're with her, but if you don't talk to her, then you don't build a relationship and you don't hear what's on her heart. The Holy Spirit wants to share every single day something that could literally change our lives. Something that can literally change our lives. And again, and I think this is a symptom of how good things are. You know, when, when, when life, <laughs> you might be thinking, well, my life's not that good. Man, I remember when we were in the hospital, I always thought, man, I can't really imagine how, but I know that something, something could be worse than, than it is right now. You know, we have to remember that, man, there's someone out there. It's like, uh, you know, you see the saying sometimes like, you know, the house that, you, that you're complaining about is someone else's dream house. You know, those types of things. I saw a video pop up on YouTube the other day of uh, these people who live in poverty in Hong Kong. And they're the poorest of the poor. They had... They, they went into this apartment building and then one door opened up, which you would think opened up into uh, an apartment. It opened up into two doors that were split. So they made one door into two doors. So the door was this wide. The two doors went into hallways that were about this, this wide right here and stacked along the hallway too high was a bunk. And that's what the, that's what the poor of the poor in Hong Kong were living in. And just as a side note, they weren't, they weren't not working either. They worked to be able to pay for that. But there's so many people there and whatnot that um, it's hard to get a job to afford much more. But I thought, holy cow, we're blessed in this country. Oh, my gosh, we're so blessed in this country. And I know it sounds cliche, but there's countries where you can't even hear this gospel. You know, not even that for hundreds of years, the Catholic church wouldn't even let you know the language. Okay, you're up. (laughs) You know, but when things are so good, 
you know, mm, how much time do I really need to listen to the Holy Spirit? Do I need to listen to the Holy Spirit or do I need to listen to this, you know, person talk about stock tips or person talk about business or, you know, and, and the thing that I thought about today when I was preparing for this, and I feel you guys starting to catch on to this was that it's not that we have a lack of time. Anybody ever feel like, gosh, there's not enough time in the day. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, all the things I want to do, I kind of wish the week was longer than seven days. You, you start running out of time, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that there's not a lack of time. There's a lack of making time. And I don't mean that to sound like condemning or anything like that, but God didn't create all of the solar system and everything that, that, that results in us having this perfect seven day week and all that without him understanding exactly the amount of time that we need to spend with our families to work because we're called to work and also to be in ministry. He created the perfect amount of time, but there is an enemy here that wants to steal our time. Okay. And so when we feel like it's that we don't have enough time, it's, it's, it can feel like that, but we have to remember that can't be true. It can't be true that I don't have enough time because God doesn't make mistakes and he made the seconds in the minute and the minutes in the hours and the hours in the day and the days in the year. So there is the perfect actually amount of time for us to accomplish exactly what he called us to. And the flip side of that is there is absolutely no time to spend on what he didn't call us to. And so that's, 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 so what I'm getting at is this is why we need the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, okay, you're up. And the question is, is do we have ears to hear the Holy Spirit? And like I was saying, you know, we need to be walking with the Holy Spirit every single day. And that's why it's important to be ready in season and out of season and not just, not just for pastors, but, but this is about a personal relationship with every single one of you too, between you and him, you know, and there's so much talk about grace in, in the, you know, the, the church these days, but there's no talk about holiness and there's, there's no talk about working out your salvation. You can't, you know why the pastors aren't reading this. They're not reading this. Because if you read this, you understand that grace is, is given to us, uh, you know, and it's, we can't earn it and we can't deserve it. But then when you get into this, you go, start going, oh, this whole thing is about me working out my salvation with the Lord. That's what this whole thing is about. Oh, the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit is to allow me, help me to overcome my human nature. That's the whole purpose. Then grace is there to cover me when I fall, but it's not a replacement of my efforts. So, so this is why the enemy doesn't want you to read this. And this is why pastors aren't teaching you to read this is because unfortunately there's, there, there's a lot of deception amongst pastors. They don't know, um, that they're, that they're being deceived in, in a lot of cases and, you know, they've gotten their, they, they've gotten their attention on, on a Christianity that actually doesn't look anything like 
what this Christianity looks like. And it's all the encouragement without the correction and the rebuke. And I don't know if you have kids, but I'll tell you what, encouragement is a massive part of your kids. Lion does a little tiny thing. I'm like, that's the coolest thing in the world. But man, I'll tell you what, it's not going to be long before he's not accomplishing much. And there's not much to encourage if I don't correct and rebuke along that way. And that's the ultimate love. And so again, I think what we're seeing in the, in the church and in the world is, is things are so good and all we do is just encourage and there's no correction and rebuke. So we have to be in our word. And then when we're in the word, what that does is that word connects with our inner man, which is our soul. And then our, our inner man begins to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. So if we're not hearing what the Holy, <coughs> what the Holy Spirit is saying, it's not that we don't have the Holy Spirit. It's not that it's what it is, is that we're not allowing there to be any communion or communication between the Holy Spirit and our inner man. See, each one of us has an inner man. And this is, this is like, you know, this is stuff that used to be taught, you know, your inner man, you know, like what is the condition of your inner man? You know, and, and, and we don't hear this much anymore. All we hear is just motivation and encouragement and, and go out there and, 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 you know, and that's all important. But at the end of the day, he is concerned with my soul and he wants relationship with me. You know, that's, that's really the ultimate thing that God created us for. He, the blessing, okay is a byproduct of a seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. So seek the blesser, not the blessing. Okay. So when I'm seeking to be known by God and, and for, for the Holy spirit to have the, I invite the Holy spirit to encourage me, to correct me and to rebuke me and to be the Lord <laughs> of my life. I mean, you think about it. We, we have these words that we just kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. But what does that actually mean? You know, I mean, Paul, I'm going to read a little bit from Paul, but Paul says that I pray to the Father. Okay. So we pray to the Father. Okay. But then he calls Jesus his Lord. Okay. So that's an important distinction. It's the father who answers our prayers, but Jesus is the Lord of our life. So what that means is, is that his ways are our ways, you know, and it's hard sometimes. I'm not saying that we're perfect. It's, it's difficult, but that's why God gave us this, this life. And I was talking to a young person the other day and they, they had a, a good question. And, and just as a caveat, this is why we need all ages to mentor young people because young people have questions. They have questions. And so I'll talk about that another time, but, um, uh, what was I saying right before that? Yeah, it'll come back to me. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit speaks. (laughs) So in order to hear, we have to be listening. The biggest challenge we're facing today is not a lack of time. It's a lack of making time. We get so busy. He knows how much time we have. So there's a discipline involved in, in being a disciple of Christ, 
I, I love the, the analogy that they used to say that the disciples of, of the rabbis were covered in the dust. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Anybody ever heard that before? Anybody ever heard that before? The reason is, is because the, the, the intention for a disciple was that they followed their rabbi so closely that they were just covered in the dust. Is that just the most coolest illustration? May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. So, so Jesus is our rabbi. He's our teacher. Um, and so we have to be intentional about how much time we spend watching television. You know, is it, is it even any level beneficial? I mean, it it might be, but, but we need to ask these things, you know, um, social media. I mean, is it, is it any good? Like, I think that there's, there's goodness to these things. Like there's, there's, you know, and, and you go, well, maybe the good out of these things is in the room all gets tight when you start talking about these things <laughs> because we were like, Holy spirit, but don't mess with my cowboys. <laughs> and, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, you, where your mind naturally goes when you start talking about these things, because what are we talking about? We're talking about what things fill my time and what things can I reduce to make more time to be in the Holy spirit. And I'm not necessarily talking about hours, you know, but if you get consistent with some small things, man, it changes you like, like, like just being in your word, just a little bit every morning will change your life. (laughs) If you're in your word every morning, just for a little bit. And, you, and if you pray every morning, just for a little bit, man, it'll change your life. It's like miracle grow on your spirit. So, so what we're talking about is the things that take up our lives. And ultimately, you know, it, it comes down to, to, to basically, it comes down to like being busy with things like family and stuff like that. And then uh, like basically like media and then things that are just pleasures. That's really what it comes down to. So we have to, we have to kind of like look at those things and prioritize those things. And it's important to say, well, how much time do I spend in these things? And are they things that God's called me? You know, sometimes we can justify things to ourselves because you're like, man, I just need this break. You know what I mean? And, and maybe you do, but maybe the break is not supposed to be at the expense of you having some time with God. Maybe it's supposed to be at the expense of you having an awkward conversation with your family about our schedules are all out of whack. We need to get on, you know, I mean, I don't want to get all personal or anything like that, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got to have these combos and be like, you know what? We can't necessarily like, you know, go to every basketball game with, you know, or you know what I'm saying? I don't like to get, I don't like to make these things too personal, but what I do like to do is spark the idea in you so that you start thinking, okay, what are, what are the elements of my life that God's calling me to adjust, you know, and, and make time for him. Can I have a loud amen? It's kind of like having a serious conversation with someone and they're on their phone. Have you ever had that? You're like, they're like looking at their phone and you're trying to talk to them and you're like, you're like staring through their soul and they're not looking at you at all. And you're just like, are you listening? And they're like, yeah, I'm totally listening. You know, that's like how I feel like God is kind of with the church. Sometimes he's like, you're up, (laughs) you're up. Are you listening? And we're like, 
totally listening, God. Let me just send this tweet real quick. You know what I mean? (laughs) Amen. So I want to show you something real quick. This is neat. So these are called tefillin. Okay. Anybody ever seen these? I'm not saying this is something you have to do. I want to use this as a cool illustration of what other people are doing. So these are in boxes. You take them out of the boxes. There's two of them. They're made in leather. I got these in Israel. Okay. And they're almost like mezuzahs for your body. (laughs) And I say that kind of like jokingly. But what's really neat is in Judaism, which is where these come from, there's all these reminders. And I don't know about you guys, but I need reminders. I didn't bring my phone, phone with me, but anybody who knows me well sees my, my everyday schedule is my, is my screensaver. Because for me to stay on this track, it's just not natural to me. I don't know about you guys. I mean, naturally, I'm relatively, you know, good at staying on track with what I want to do. But when I really want to nail it, I need reminders. And so God, who knows us, knew that we needed reminders too. And so he gave us all these reminders. Now, a mezuzah is something that you put on your door and it reminds you that when you go in and when you go out, you're a blessing, you're blessed and that you're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. So these are really interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody put these on. But you, you wrap it around your, your arm and then it goes around your finger and then you put one on your head and Jews pray with these in the mornings. I'm not saying you need to do this. I'm just using this as an example. Okay. Kind of a cheat code to creating a direct line between the Holy Spirit and our inner man. Okay. If I think every morning when I get up, I'm going to pray or like the Jews do, they, they put these on. It's almost like the rest of it is going to take care of itself. Inside of these is the story of the Jews being delivered from Egypt. That's what's in here. So when you put these on your arm and you put them on your head, you're reminding yourself, man, look what God's brought me through. Every single morning. I mean, think of, think of that. <clears throat> think of that'll change your life. Because sometimes we just, we just get into the momentum of our own lives. And we just wake up and it's like, okay, get the kids going. You know, toast is in the, in the toaster. You know, you're hitting the shower and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, and then that leads into the next, okay, now I'm in the car ride. Okay. That leads into, now I'm dealing with traffic and that leads into, I'm walking in the office and I'm dealing with the emails. And next thing you know, you know, you kind of come home and you're like, you're just wasted. And, you, and then you just sit down in front of the TV and then you lay in bed that night and you're like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know? And that's like, you know, that can be the extent of like the relationship. But see, it's not that there's not enough time. It's that we don't make the time because if we, you know, and I'm, again, I'm not saying you have to do this, but whatever it is that God is showing you, you know, and that's really what, what we're getting to is, is, is kind of an introspective time, a season where we go home, you know, and for the next, you know, few days we think about, 
okay, do I need to kind of like relook at my schedule and, you know, kind of, you know, evaluate, you know, evaluate. And so inside of these is this reminder. And you think, how have the Jews been so resilient? They never forgot what God did for them. Every morning they're thinking about what God did for them. You know, think about what he's done for you. You know what I mean? And, that, and then you walk the rest of that day in that gratitude. It's, it's really cool. Now, here's, now, now, then you begin to pray. Again, these are called fill-in. And you, you pray, and in the prayer, here's a really cool part of the prayer, is that you're reminded in the prayer that God's set you apart for holiness. Amen. That'll change your day right there. You know? It's like, why am, I, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I making this effort to get up in the morning and pray and, and read my word? Well, because before the foundations of the earth, he set you apart. I mean, I'm going to read here just in a second. We're, we're going to close. Uh, but, you know, when, when Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus, he says that before the foundations of the earth, if you're a Christian, God called you to be a Christian before the foundations of the earth. There's a holiness that we're called to walk in. <clears throat> Danton, you can come up. Um, it's, and then you're reading the prayer and it says that God set you apart for holiness. And then it says, talk about these things day and night. When you sit and when you rise and when you walk, <clears throat> talk with your children about them. You know, when you are set apart for holiness, you, you look different. <laughs> you look different. On the outside, you look different, and the inside, you look different. Your schedule looks different. Your speech looks different. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this in there. I wasn't going to throw it in there, but, but dirty jokes and like cussing and stuff like that. I'm not for it. Like when I hear Christians doing that kind of stuff, you know, and, and I just don't think it's holy, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm not perfect. Let me tell you something. These messages, I preach these to me. They come from preaching to me, (laughs) but, but this is what I, this is what I feel. And this is where I'm trying to get. So sometimes I'll hear like Christians just drop a cuss word and I'm like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's the biggest deal in the world. I'm not saying it's the biggest deal in the world, but when it just becomes a casual thing, next thing you know, you're around your friend, like all of a sudden they cuss, they start cussing and stuff like that. And they're Christians. It's like, so do you do that in your prayer time too? Is that? And I'm not trying to say I'm holier than thou or anything like that. I got all kinds of problems, guys. I beat a guy up on the way to church today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you laugh too hard. <laughs> but, but, but that's what I'm getting at is that we, we all have these problems. And that's what's stopping us. That's what's stopping us. And, and, and that's why we have to talk about this stuff. You know, correct, rebuke, and encourage. Amen. 
so our schedules look different. It might mean that like our kids aren't in every sport. You know, it might mean that like, you know, you don't go and play the, you know, or hang out with your same friends. You know, like at the end of the day, man, it's like you, you kind of end up having time for like some family, some work, s- some, some leisure time, and then some ministry. <laughs> Welcome to being an adult, <laughs> right? But we have to have the ministry part of it. We have to have the ministry part of it. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach, be prepared in season and out of season, all of us. And when they come to arrest you or when they come to accuse you or kick you off of Facebook, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. Now notice it doesn't say don't, don't, don't prepare. Didn't say don't prepare, it just said don't worry. We still need to prepare. How do we prepare? By having a direct connection, an invitation to the Holy Spirit to speak into our inner man and be correcting us, rebuking us, and encouraging us. I'm going to close with this. Would you all stand with me? In a couple of weeks, we have Rabbi Lappin coming in to teach. And the worship team can come up. And does anybody know the date of Rabbi Lappin? The 14th of November. Okay. So it's going to be really great. Now, I'm, I'm going to close with this. So I want you just to, to focus in on me here. But I want to talk about the unique calling of our church which presents also unique challenges. Okay, now, now everybody listen. A couple of weeks ago, we were able to go and my dad spoke at the Israeli Allies Foundation meeting. And there was very, very important people there. And Vice President Pence opened the meeting and my dad closed the meeting. And many of you were there with us. And, and it was an amazing thing. You kind of walk away from that and you're like, wow, like our church is changing the world by reaching the, the Jewish people. We're called to reach the Jewish people and we're also called to reach, we're called to reach the international people, but we're also called to reach the local people. And this is where your involvement and your maturity of understanding both comes into play that we don't settle for the church kind of reaching the international at the expense of your personal investment into reaching the local. Because we don't want to just be observers of what's happening internationally. Otherwise, we get dry. Can I have a loud amen on that? So we have a unique calling to be an international. We can't stop doing what we're doing there but we also have to be local church minded and local church minded means that we're involved with life groups. It involves, it means that we serve on a team, ushers, greeters, serving in kid city. And it means that we bring people to church. And I, like I said, I believe that God is saying right now, okay, church with everything crazy that's going on in the world right now, you're up. I'm going to close by reading you this scripture out of Ephesians chapter three, verses 14. Now this is Paul. And it's his prayer for the church. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Remember I was talking about that predestined? That's an interesting thing. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. We got to talk about this inner man, y'all. That Christ may dwell in you, in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise right now. So what that boils down to is that he's praying that we would understand how desperately the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of our lives and what, how possible it is and that the Holy Spirit would connect with our inner man and we would create the opportunities through intentionalism for our inner man to communicate and commune with the Holy Spirit so that the glory of Jesus may be seen through the church to the whole world. God's saying today, church, to us, okay, you're up. If you say to the Lord today, God, I'm up, I want you to give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's stir it up. Let's stir it up right now. You feel that? Come on, come on. Come on, just give him a praise. Just lift your hands right now.